If the baby is latched properly to the breast and you're wearing a, you know, reasonably easily accessible shirt, you won't see a damn thing. I mean, honestly, I show much more boob just in the clothes that I wear. 100%. You at your spin class or your yoga class (laughs) or, frankly, on a hot day in Trader Joe's are showing more titties (laughs) than when you're feeding your baby. Yes. Scary, Scary, fierce. Scary, fun. Scary, mommy speaks. Hey everyone, welcome to Scary Mommy Speaks, the show for women who are owning motherhood and all its glory, pain, and playdates. I'm Ashley. And I'm Carrie. And if you don't know Scary Mommy, we're the number one source of info and entertainment for moms across the country. We tell it like it is. No sugarcoating and no impossibly perfect standards. This is the real deal. And if you've been enjoying the ride as much as we have, and we've really been enjoying the ride, please rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts because it helps other moms find us. Hey, Scary Mommies, we want to hear from you. We want your feedback. So if you'd like to participate, please send an email saying, please, I want to participate, to speaks at scarymommy.com. We'll send you back a survey, and you can give us your opinion. The first 50 people who respond get a $50 Amazon gift card. Sounds awesome, right? Can I do it? And one more time, guys, if you want to participate, it speaks at scarymommy.com. Hey. Hey. How was your week? Oh, my, oh my goodness. I hadn't even thought about this part. Um, my week was pretty good. We had a lot of work this week. Yeah. Um, and my partner and I, and so my daughter went to my mom's house. Which is nice. Which is nice. So we got to like go on a date. We went on our favorite date. We always have like the one favorite date. We do the same thing. Which is the Nomwa tea parlor. Yes. We go for dumplings and then we get a foot and leg massage for an hour. Which is awesome. I fell asleep and started snoring in the middle of it. It was amazing. How about you, Ash? My week was good. I actually had like a mom's night out on Saturday in that I was the only mom. I saw that on Instagram. Yeah. You look like you were having a good time. I had a great, it was like. Wasn't there like a board with shots on it? No, my friend does this game where she like makes you make your arm really stiff and cover your eyes and then she just like hits your arm. And whatever, whatever alcohol it lands on, you have to do a shot. It's, like, very much like I was 25 again. Right. Um, until the next day when, when I was like, your actual oh, age. no, I'm 33. Right. I'm definitely 33 and feeling it. Today we're going to start by taking a moment to reflect on the 18th anniversary of 9-11. And then we'll move on to some lighter fare, responding to all the great tips you sent Ashley about potty training. Listen, it really does take a village, and it's a lovely village made of tiny little potties, but I am so grateful for all of your help. And we're also getting momsplained on how to breastfeed in public. I love getting momsplained. Do you think she's going to say it? I think she might. What is she going to say? Girl, bye! Okay, so now that the fall weather is here, I really need to find Sebastian a cute sweatshirt. Oh, well, then you need Miles in Milan. Well, he's not going to walk the runway, Carrie. He's just going to jump in a pile of leaves that I raked. Right. You still need Miles in Milan. Miles in Milan items are playful, effortless, super current. They're designed to grow with your child and remove the fuss and dressing to help you enjoy life's precious little moments one at a time. Wait, less fuss? Yeah. In. Sign me up. But is it cute enough to pass as restaurant attire if we ever actually go to one ever again? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he can vomit on it. Totally. (laughs) After learning she was pregnant, entrepreneur Chanel Fuller couldn't find kids' clothes that fit her minimalistic yet fashion-thoughtful aesthetic. So she created them. The MM sweatshirt is what you want. Oh, my God. This stuff is stylish. And the happy tea, adorable. We actually have the MM sweatshirt, Luna. It's adorable. Just go to shop.scarymommy.com and put in the code SPEAKS for 15% 
off. All right, so today is the 18th anniversary of 9-11, right. and it's always such a potent day around the United States, but especially in our home of New York City. All of us, whether here for it or just in Watching the United States. Watching it on the States, television or whatever, yeah. Yeah, we all know the, the pre-9-11 world versus the post-9-11 world, which is... Drastically different. Right. And it goes beyond like what you have to take out of your bag at TSA. It's the world is a different place, Mm -hmm. at least our world. Um, People magazine did a piece on the children of 9-11, babies who were born just before or after and whose fathers lost their lives in the attack. When I flipped through all the pictures in that article, I I was just like crying the the hot tears that you just hold back. Seeing how old these kids are now really kind of like visually puts in perspective how long it's been yeah. since 9-11. I, um, I went to high school. I was in high school. I was a sophomore in Hoboken. Yeah. And um, so many people commute there's, to there's, downtown. It, you know, there's a certain level of like PTSD that comes well, so with it. I was it. saying like I, I really try to block it out. I try not to think about it. I don't watch any of the specials. I can't do it. No. But seeing these pictures – I was like, wow, it was so long ago, and yet it was not. Having these children, who are teenagers, they're not really children, um, allows us to kind of— Have another visual. Yeah, have a new image, and one that is hopeful and and uplifting, and the things that they were saying in the article yeah, really about beautiful. how heroic their parents were, it, it was really lovely. So I'm grateful that, that was, that's— even been exposed to us. You know, another great visual that sort of, in my opinion at least, helps lift the situation is the tribute in light. It shines above Lower Manhattan during the days surrounding September 11th, and it's really stunning. Um, it's two unbroken columns of light ascending into the sky. And they're huge. They they go, like, you can see the skyline and you see these two big spotlights going straight into the sky, yep. and it's it's haunting, but it's beautiful. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really b- beautiful memorial, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's such a tribute to New York City. I remember the years, the couple of years following 9-11. This city came together in a way I have never seen people come together in my life. And it wanted to help each other. First responders were there, um, which, you know, John Stewart has yep. been really fighting this fight before Congress. He said that that there needs to be more health care protection for our first responders. They, it needs to be extended. Right. I love this. I love John Stewart. Me too. He's a hell of a man. He's a hell of a New Yorker. He has fought more for these these everyday heroes than our lawmakers have. Yeah. And he it got passed. Yeah. Made it happen. It's mind boggling to me that this is even an issue. Yeah. How are people not covered for the rest of their lives when so many of them have paid such a price yes. to protect our lives? It's it's horrible that people that protect our country, whether it's vets or first responders, are not really um, taken care of or held for it's the horrible. entirety of their lives when they've when they've risked their lives to help us. Yes, I just feel like lawmakers or the government, whatever you want to say, it's just like they're disposable. It's it's really terrible. Yeah, I was really proud. I mean, as far as all of this terrible stuff about nine eleven. I was so proud to be a New Yorker that that day yes. and the times following. I really, I was really proud. You know, 
New York sometimes gets a bad rap, but it is people are so helpful to each other. We've talked about this before. Yeah. I'm so I was so proud yeah. of being. And so maybe we can all just be proud of how we can come together yeah. and hopefully continue to do so. I you know, I'm gonna bring up Mr. Rogers once again, but it's it was the pivotal example of look for the helpers. Yep. So um we love you, New York. Girl, bye. Bye. You mom's blank blank. I am so pleased to welcome back to the show the star of one of Scary Mommy's most popular segments, Momsplained. Yes, I know you can't wait for her to say it, Ash. I love it. Okay, try to contain your excitement until she drops some deep knowledge on us. Thank you so much for joining us today. Okay, did we decide on calling you the Momsplainer? Sure, that works. I'll respond to that. You always cut right to the chase and make things that can feel really overwhelming simpler, which I, for one, need. I mean, you can just come to my house and momsplain things to me like Marie Kondo. I'd be cool with that. You know, Ashley, you can find momsplain videos on almost any topic right on the Scary Mommy website and social channels. Maybe start there, and if you still need a house call... We can talk. Even just to come and talk. That's it. <laughs> totally. Would love to. So today we are going to clear up breastfeeding in public. I'm so glad to hear these tips because I was actually shocked that I kind of had a hard time breastfeeding in public. I mean, I get nude in public all the time. And I always thought that it would be like, guys, this is my body and this is my baby. So no big deal. But when it actually happened, I became really self-conscious. I don't know. I think it was just such an intimate thing between me and my baby. It just felt weird to share it. Yeah. I mean, I think you raise a really good point. And confidence as a new mom, as a new nursing mom is huge. It's a huge issue. Um, and so on that point, one piece of advice I'll give to anyone out there who's expecting, who's a new mom, um, is to, you know, as you're prepping for baby and you're nesting and you're considering birthing classes or prenatal yoga or baby proofing, bump all of those classes to the back burner and sign up for a breastfeeding class. Totally. It is the single most important thing I can say now looking back, having breastfed two children over a year actually being pregnant with the second and still nursing the first one. Don't recommend that, but yeah. that was what happened. Um, having that information while pregnant, you know, with full sanity and sleep yeah. <laughs> to absorb the information, it was immensely helpful for me. And I would highly recommend it for anyone. There are weekend classes, night classes, a lot of hospitals offer them. And the other thing is to bring your partner with you to the classes yeah. um, because there's a lot of information. And sometimes in those early days when you're just getting back to, you know, being a human I can help be helpful to have another person who's like, remember, she said to try this or whatever. I think it's really important. It was hugely beneficial to my partner as well as myself. Or also a lot of people have uh, lactation consultants ready to go after they give birth. Mm -hmm. So have one on deck. De yeah, definitely. Early intervention and early help can really help you go from a not-so-great experience to something that is amazing and wonderful. Obviously, there is a Momsplained video about this entire subject, which is great. It really is very empowering to watch. But I found myself getting pissed off watching it, and it's not the first time I watched it. I have watched it before. I found myself really annoyed because I can't believe that this is even still a subject, that there are still people who are so 
virginal in their minds that they can't even be around a breast that's feeding a baby. It's like we've all heard the argument 6,000 times, right? We know that boobs are not just here for men and for sexual satisfaction. We know that breastfeeding is very beneficial to babies. So why is this even a thing anyone talks about anymore? You know? It's crazy. You're right. I mean... I don't know. To those people who are still nervous about a boob, I would say you need to get out more and yeah. spice up your life. <laughs> exactly. Yes, for one thing. Um, but secondly, I mean, I go back to the point about the early initial days of nursing aside, when you're learning the mechanics of how to latch and all of that, you know, that's not something I would recommend trying out in a Starbucks. No, right? no. But once you're kind of in the groove, I feel actual nursing does not involve exposing your, no. your whole body and flailing your breasts in public. It's not like you do a strip tease and you're just exactly. totally topless. There's really almost never a moment where you're showing anything. To no. be totally honest with you, if the baby is latched properly to the breast and you're wearing a you know reasonably easily accessible shirt, you won't see a damn thing. I mean, thing. honestly, I show much more boob just in the clothes that I wear. 100%. Yeah. You at your spin class or yes. your yoga class <laughs> or, frankly, on a hot day in Trader Joe's are showing more titties yes. than when you're feeding your baby. Yes. Right. This is what just drives me insane. And my baby yeah. had a gigantic head, so it covered up my whole boob anyway. Right. This is, I mean, this is what annoys me is it's just like, why do you care? Why do you care? What are What's happening in your day-to-day that you're more concerned about this – little bit of pasty-ass skin you're seeing than anything else. Right. I, I don't understand it. Um, so you guys want to hit some tips? Yeah, yes. I need hot some tips. tips. Hot some tips. Some tips. Okay, tips. here we go. Speaking of hot tip. Um, yes, exactly. <laughs> hot in a not-so-hot way. Yeah. So number one, don't burn the baby. So if we are, you know, heading out for, let's say, a lunch with a friend, when you're looking for your seat in the cafe or the restaurant, don't sit at a booth. Where the table doesn't move. It's very hard to nurse a baby in that like six-inch space between the table and where you are. You won't be able to get a good angle if the baby like lurches their head back or anything. That's a problem. So always opt for the chair, the side of the the table that's in the chair because you're going to have more room to maneuver yourself. That's such a good tip, actually. That's one of those little like mechanical things you need some help with. Exactly. Exactly. And of course... Don't burn the baby, you know. If you there, was your pe- there was a hot pizza incident. <laughs> oh, you had a hot pizza incident? A family member had a hot pizza <gasps> breastfeeding incident. So I would also recommend don't eat hot pizza. I mean, I will confess to maybe dropping the remote control on my baby's head <laughs> once or twice. <laughs> I dropped the phone while trying to do a selfie on her little noggin. I've, I've, dropped so many, I've dropped so much food on Sebastian's head and just, like, eaten it after. But I do love a pizza, so that that really spoke to me when my cousin was like, beware yeah. of hot pizza. <laughs> yeah, you don't want it. You want to keep your, you know, hot foods out of, out of Dodge. Yeah. Um, okay, so number two, and this is a big one, and I think this is kind of the whole spirit of this, don't be shy of your own supply. You don't need to hide yourself. And so, you know, if this makes you more comfortable to have a nursing cover, go for it 100%. But don't feel that you have to do it for other people around you. They could just not look. Right. So this is is the other thing that I have kind of like a strong opinion on that's a little contradictory to what I said previously. Um, I never was fully uncovered in public. And it was not because I was scared of showing anyone anything. I just felt like breastfeeding was such a vulnerable situation to be in for myself, for my son. We're very exposed. You're kind of stuck sitting down. You can't really like get up and run if you need to. And there are creeps out in the world. And I would see like 
maybe they weren't being creepy, but I did notice men looking. Maybe they were just like, what is happening there? Oh, that's what breastfeeding looks like. That's entirely possible. But it just that, you know, like I, I try to remember I'm a citizen of the world and there is there are scary people out there. Living in New York, I see women whip their boob out for all right. sorts of reasons right. that are of not course. breastfeeding. Some of them crazy. Some of, of them it's just hot in the summer and it's okay to go topless. But I understand what you mean. Yeah, it's yeah. just you, like a little you, scary. You feel very vulnerable when you're a new yes. parent. The more women who are out there nursing in public places normalizes this as behavior that is not strange and that is not like open season for the weirdo to yeah. you know take aim at, I think we just need to own it and be confident and support each other. And the more people who do it, Openly, I just go back to my in-laws who are, you know, let's call them old-fashioned, uh, Eastern European lovely people who were mortified when I whipped out a boob on the couch in the family room. Like, my father-in-law's face was like, oh, my God, what is happening? And by baby number two, it was like, woohoo! Like, I was, like, fully pumping in front of the man, and he did not care whatsoever. <laughs> I wish I was breastfeeding now so that if someone looked at me, I could just, like, whip it out and squirt him in the face and be like, what you looking at? Yeah. Let's move on to the next one. And I think this is also to your point um, when we were talking about access. And if you're dressed appropriately— there's really not a lot of skin that gets shown. Yes. And so, you know, I think of the time when I went to a friend's wedding and wore a dress. And I was like, oh, no, I have to nurse. Yep. And the bride is walking down the aisle. And the only way for me to nurse this baby is to get completely naked and take my dress off because yeah. it can't get to my boob. So that was Beware a rookie of a mistake. jumpsuit unless it's low cut. 100%. Jumpsuits are a no. <laughs> yeah. Okay. A board on the jumpsuit. Um, there's a lot of beautiful brands that, that make really nice things. I have a friend who owns Stowaway Collection, and they have zippers right on the side. You just kind of do like a little boob maneuver where you put your nip out the side, well, and, like a and there you have it. Like a button down or a wrap is good. Yes. Oh, yeah. There are so many options. I mean, and you don't need to spend a lot. H&M has yes. cute, like, Gap shirts two. with a slit right here. You just burp, lift yep. up the baby. And, like, literally you're not exposing anything. So yeah. I feel like... I would love to see the day when we phase out the nursing shield completely and yeah. it's just really super well-designed clothing that, you know, does the job. It does exist and you can get it cheap and that's yep. important for people to know. Yeah, for sure. Okay, and then the last one here is it's the law. I think we all have to remember that. Don't ever let anyone tell you that you're not allowed to breastfeed in public because you are allowed in every single state in America to breastfeed. Idaho was a straggler. I was just going to say, I was going to say, that hasn't been the case for that long. Because I remember when I got pregnant, I don't know, somebody sent me facts and I was like, I can't believe it's still not across the board. Yeah. So yes. it's good to hear that. And I and I want to just clarify out of the law, and this is some verbiage from New York State specifically, but the spirit of this is the same in other states. A mother may breastfeed her baby in any location, public or private, where the mother is authorized to be. So if you're allowed to be there, you're allowed to nurse. Irrespective of whether the nipple of the mother's breast is covered during or incidental to breastfeeding. Good. So you can whip out both tits if you want to. Keep and have one out, have the baby on the other. I mean, whatever floats your boat. It's allowed. So use that to help your confidence level. You deserve to be there. You have a right to be there. You're keeping a baby alive and own it and and try and not give that power to, you know, the shame that's been been sent our way from society and the, yeah. you know, the 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 weird, you know, perception that someone's going to be looking at you. I feel like that's just taking away, you know, from Free us and, and giving it to someone else. Free yeah. the titty. Free the titty. Yeah. 
Well, thank you so much for these tips. I wish that I had been mom-splained earlier. It might have been a different experience for me. Yeah, I wish I was still breastfeeding right now. But I hope this helps all the moms out there. And I think it's time for my favorite part of the mom-splainer. Here you go, Ashley. Girl, bye. You've been mom-splained. Hey! Girl, bye. Bye. You've been mom-splained. What's this? It's a public school paper company card, and it's for you. Consider it an early birthday card. Aw, I like you because we hate the same stuff, Carrie. <laughs> How do you know me so well? Oh, I know. Oh, and there's a little notepad, too. It says, because I said so at the bottom of each page. I thought you could write little notes to Sebastian eventually when he can read. Hey, I can write notes to Matt and Clementine who will never be able to read until then. <laughs> this is great stuff. Yeah, sisters Christina and Rochelle grew up making paper creations in the back rooms of their parents' office supply store. That would I would love that. I that, love it. That's an like my that's dream. That's my dream. Yeah. That literally sounds like heaven. I literally was like, I have to stop this midway yes. and just say, that's how I want to live out my and, days. And the fact that it's all free because it's their parents' store, it's like, oh. I'm smelling what that must have smelled like right oh, now, and God. I love it. Anyway, they're still doing it today, offering a mix of sweet, sarcastic, and funny greeting cards for all occasions. So tell me, where can I get the stuff? Oh, you know where. Shop.scarymommy.com. And remember to put in the code SPEAKS for 15% off. So I personally wanted to start off this next segment by thanking all of the scary mommies that answered my call for potty training tips. Uh, motherhood is a sisterhood, and you ladies have certainly come together and helped us out. So I very much appreciate it. I also wanted to let you know that if anyone else needs advice on a particular topic, hit us up. We're here. We're going to help you make it happen and we get you some tips. We will do a shout-out, get you some yes. tips. Yes. So just make sure you email speaks at scarymommy.com, and we can continue these community tip segments. Anyway, back to parenting hacks. Scary Mommy published an article by Jessica Ashcroft called Why I Don't Potty Train My Kids. And after reading this, I kind of felt a load off. Jessica tells the story, a no doubt common story, about training her little boy Hudson, which is one of the names we were considering for Sebastian. Aww, that's sweet. I like that name. Jessica shares that although she hoped it would he would be ready at 18 months, she eventually let Hudson dictate his own timeline for potty training by allowing him to tell her when he was ready. And this really took the anxiety and the stress off both of them. Jessica shared the following about her experience. Quote, each child is so different. There isn't a one size fits all when it comes to knowing when it's the right time to potty train. But some of the signs Hudson showed were he told us when he needed to go potty, probably the biggest indicator that they're ready. He was dry after naps. He rarely had accidents in his pull-up. He wasn't afraid of the potty anymore, and he was taking his diaper off himself to go to the bathroom. I think it's it's definitely an interesting perspective. You know, I get why someone would feel that way, but my fear is there's a very good chance Sebastian's going to have to start going to daycare soon, mm-hmm. um, and maybe this is kind of an old-school way to think about it, but I feel like... It leaves him vulnerable to somebody, like, doing something bad to him. The fact that he still wears diapers and needs to have his diaper changed. Do you, does it, do you get I mean, what I mean? I mean, I hate to be—I mean, something bad could happen. Of course, no matter but what. I, but I also know that some daycares don't let you bring your right. kid unless they're potty trained. Right. So that is a real—some people, like, don't have really a choice. They have to try to potty train their kid before they bring him to daycare. Also, you know, it's less waste in the environment of baby diapers. So yep, I'm I think about that. that a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, like— I get this. I think personally we push children to do too many things too early. Yeah. Um, We're like 
in a rush for them to grow up and then we're sad that they're grown, you know? Um, I am for people taking their time and letting the child lead the parent or give the cues on when they're ready. One of the emails I got from Scary Mommy listener Sophia, she told me that her son, quote, made the transition to the potty fairly quickly once he was ready, and it was less stressful for everyone. We made a potty chart for him, and he got to put a sticker on it every time he used the potty. Once he filled up the chart, he got a little prize. So I went to Dollar Tree, and which the dollar store where everything's actually a dollar, mm-hmm. and loaded up on little toys that Sebastian would like, all for a dollar. So, like, all these different little Paw Patrol figurines, some, like, matchbox cars, some airplanes, and some stickers. So I've made him a little potty chart that he now gets to use, and I have, like, this little bag of all these toys, and I've told him, if you go poopy on the potty, you get one of these toys. Hasn't worked yet. He wants he doesn't understand why he can't just have the toys now. Right. But we're working on it. It's 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 a method. So thank you. That was, you know, kind of a something I put together based on these suggestions. It's so funny. My mom found out I didn't like chocolate by potty training me. So the original treat for me going poopy in the potty was M&M's. And I wasn't motivated by that. I was like, I don't want this. So then she switched to gum. I'll do anything for gum to this day. What I'll if- do anything for a stick of gum. <laughs> One of our scary mommies actually made the suggestion with M&M's. Was that your cousin? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, okay. Um, So Carrie's cousin Maria, uh, which cracked me up, she offered the following gem. Her son got Mickey Mouse underwear and would tell him that Mickey doesn't like the smell of pee or poop, so he had to try to not get it on him. Maybe a little weird, but it worked. (laughs) I think it's genius. Her son Evan is very intelligent, and I can see how that would work for him. Like, They don't really want you to do that on, on there. I on wonder, their underwear. Because he, Sebastian has Paw Patrol. And he undies. loves Paw Patrol. He, it is his favorite thing in the whole wide world. Um, I wonder if I tell him, like, you can't go pee pee on Chase, <laughs> if he would be like, oh, I don't know if he would understand it. Right, right. Well, listen, we also want to check out um, a book rec. I think you got this book rec. I'm going to get it as well. It's called uh, Katie, our listener Katie said, The Oh Crap Potty Training Book. I have it in my Amazon shopping cart. Facebook commenter Bethany summed it up well. She said, potty training is a funny thing that women love to compete over. Like your success as a mother is determined by how early your kid learned to use the potty. It's right up there with how much or how many foods your kids eat, how much they sleep at three months, and how many words they say at eight months old. Guess what? None of these things have any bearing on your kid's success in life, so stop stressing. Here's the thing. There's nothing wrong with being proud of your child's accomplishments. Right. We all have that. And there's also nothing wrong with expressing concern when your child isn't at a certain level. That it, it, Are there people who compete over silly things like this? Oh, I'm sure. Right. But I don't think you and I are ever no. doing that. It's just, you know. I just I, was shocked. I yes. was like, holy, how did this happen? Totally. Yeah. Totally. It's a very strange thing. But thank you, mamas, for all the advice. You're keeping me sane. Keep keep any suggestions coming if you want, if you yeah. have anything fun. And if you're struggling with something, you know, write us. Come, let Speaks us know. Speaks at scarymommy.com. Confession time. Shh. Confessions. Okay. Confessions. Confessions. It's time. Every week we tell our deepest, darkest secrets to literally everyone. Why don't you start, Carrie? So I got, like, in a little bit of trouble for cursing while teaching yoga. Womp womp. I mean, I curse teaching yoga all the time. But I just, one person specifically had 
an issue with it and I kind of got in trouble. Well, you know, it's just like anything else. Maybe you're just not the teacher for them. Right, Maybe. exactly. You can't be, you can't, I can't be of course everything not. to everybody. No. But in my personal opinion. Um, Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> One of the biggest issues I have when I go to a yoga class is like people using like a fake yoga voice. They're like, and now step yeah. right foot. <laughs> and I can't, it like grates me. So I think that who you are outside of the yoga classroom should be who you are inside. There shouldn't really be a difference. Right. I'm not like calling people terrible names I'm just I, I'm saying stuff like if you've had a really fucking shitty day you're in the right place I say stuff like that so you're like the anti-goop yoga person right uh, God I feel kind of bad with mine so mine this week is um, I told you guys last week Sebastian you know had a little th- that belly issue it took us to the hospital and the entire time we were there he just wanted mommy and I had cried a few weeks before about how he well, had no interest in mommy anymore I didn't know if it was because I was you know working. becoming more of a working mom mm-hmm. but ever since the hospital like that like I don't want anything to do with mom has gone away he finally wants me back in his life and I feel so terrible that I'm so happy this happened. And now it's your turn, Scary Mommies, to get a load off. Go to our confessions page and pour your hearts out. Today, as we do every week, we read your confessions with a dramatized voiceover. Who knows? Your confession might be on this week. Let's find out. 90 degrees and I have my period. Thanks to my new bidet, I still feel fresh and clean. 35 bucks on Amazon, but priceless. Works on swamp ass, too. You can, have that, right? Can confirm <laughs> We've that that bidet that. is A+. plus. Here's my only complaint about that one, like the attachment as opposed to a real one. It shoots you in the taint real hard from the get-go, so you get, there's a learning curve to I it. I think I'd like a nice hard oh. shot in the taint. And good? No, you won't. Trust me. <laughs> I hate when braggy moms post pictures of their kids with faces censored with smileys and other symbols. Nobody cares about what your kid looks like, Karen. Yeah, like, just don't post the picture. I know. That's why I have a separate account for my daughter. Although, lately, I've just been not even giving a crap about well, that. Well, who are you, Kristen Bell? Like, not you, but these these people <laughs> I am doing Kristen it. Bell. Like, what are... Are the paparazzi, like, chasing you for pictures of your kid to make money on? I would put, it? like, a poop emoji. At least if I was going to do it, I'd make it funny. I just, I'd make just it don't fashion. Post. Just kidding. <laughs> I hate animal print clothing. Can't wait for it to go out of style. You know where she's not from. Nope, nope, nope. She's not a Jersey girl. She's not a Jersey girl. Ashley and I repeatedly text each other animal print everything on the daily. Leopard specifically. I'm super excited about the new Downton Abbey movie. So I don't know if you're as excited as I am. But in the spirit of that, I want to know. If you could ring one bell, like the little servant bells they have in Downton Abbey. Yeah. If you could ring one bell and you would get whatever you wanted or or, or something would be done, what would that bell do? Do you want to know mine? Yeah, I want to know yours. Okay. So mine would be a butler or whatever would bring me the perfect cocktail at that moment without me having asked for it. So like, let's say it was like five o'clock and it's cocktail hour in my house. They would know that I want a martini extra dirty, dirty with blue cheese olives. All right, mamas. Thank you so much for joining us today. We had such a blast. 
And if you love this show, make sure you rate and review us on Apple Podcasts to help more moms find us. And if you want some more Scary Mommy in your life, be sure to subscribe to Scary Mommy Speaks wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want even more Scary Mommy, check out our articles and videos on ScaryMommy.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Scary Mommy Speaks is a Some Spider production. This episode was produced by Dorothy Abrams and Julie Katakis, edited by Dorothy Abrams, and recorded and mixed by Weston Fonger. Music provided by Audio Network. Special thanks to Sam Bellingham and Angelina Powers at Vinyl Mix. Don't forget, we want to hear from you. So email your comments to speaks at scarymommy.com. Scary Mommy Speaks. 